Okay, random question. It might not lead anywhere. It might do. Who knows? But when you um get ready for a game, which style of socks do you prefer? And what color? Like Nike, Adidas, Puma, New Balance, Ralph Lauren. Definitely. Well, you mean on the way to the game? Or well, I'm not on the court. Like you're on the court. All right. So it's definitely Nike. Mm-hmm. In high school, for some reason, it was all about the black socks. Facts. But now I'm straight white socks. Uh. I'm only hooping in white socks. I don't even like the colored socks or I just be straight like yeah. yeah, I just going straight white Nike socks and I'm good to go from there. Um I wear gray socks a lot, but I don't hoop in them. I only right. hoop in white socks. You double up on the socks or you just No, nah, not no more. That was also something that I did in high school, but just one pair of socks. I don't even do ankle braces or nothing okay. no more. Just white socks, and then I'm definitely, unless I'm in some Jordans, definitely going to have on some low tops from Kobe's or some KD's. I'm actually about to get a new pair. About to get a new pair of Black History Month KD6s. Used to love those, so I got to get a new pair of those. Um, But I still got the Kobe's now. Actually, the Nike, shout out to the Nike outlet, Tanger outlet, Locust Grove, Georgia. Crazy Kobe's down there, Kyrie's. Great deals down there, too, for sure. No plug because I don't work for them. I, I just was down there <laughs> shopping. So that's not an advertisement. Uh, I, I just think they got some nah, cool yeah. shoes. <laughs> no, nah, yeah, definitely. But back to the uh, socks. I know I definitely prefer white if I have white socks, if I have the, you know, if I got a nice pair around. But I know I used to, before just playing in Nike socks, I would definitely double up. It's something about Nike socks. They'll look thicker than regular socks, especially when they're fresh. Yeah, like, for sure. So definitely that. But with that being said, I'm John W. Fresh X. And once again, we are the international professional podcasters known as the Hoopers. It's been a while since we um done a just regular pod episode. I think the last episode we were shouting out Georgia Tech for making the tournament. Appreciate they lost in the first round because the best player um failed to call COVID protocol, so he wasn't gonna be able to play in the tournament at all, regardless if they won or not. Yeah, that was automatic loss right there. Well, once again, I know their season the season's over, but shout out to Georgia Tech for making the tournament. This is the first time since what uh Derek Favors, Gani Lawal. Sound about right. Almost uh, way over ten years. But in, in port not important NBA news, but in basketball news Dr. J has the world in a outrage, a uproar, and everybody's questioning everything now. Um, have you seen his two teams? Yeah, I saw I saw the team. So of course, first team is Oscar Robertson, Jerry West, Elgin Baylor, Bill Russell, and Wilt Chamberlain. If Bill Russell was able to play power forward, he'd be the greatest power forward ever. Just throw that yeah, out there. Definitely. And then his second team was. Was it Magic? Magic, Jordan, Jordan. Larry Bird, Carl Malone, and Kareem. Kareem was the second team. I want to say first and foremost, I agree with nine of the ten players. Right. I also agree with nine of the ten players. I think we all disagree with that one player. Right. <laughs> There's no love shown yeah. for Carl Malone at uh-huh. all. So he should not be on anybody's list for anything. He could hoop, though. Right. So, but, of course, everybody is questioning, you know, how did he get these ten? And, of course, because of the statement he made about LeBron uh, basically leading the charge for super team movements. Yeah, the guy asked him uh, why no LeBron on his team. Um, and then he, you know, said what he said. Right. And like I said, of course, um, a couple weeks ago, he was saying about how the Brooklyn Nets are and, you know, teams like that are trying to buy championships. But I, find, I don't find the list in the neither one of his two five teams interesting because in 2014, his first team was his first team then. 
because he said, you know, Elgin Baylor his, was his favorite player to watch growing up. Exactly. So he's always <laughs> going to have Elgin Baylor on his list. Right. Um, then, of course, you know, Jerry West with the president, the presence he set for the game, Oscar Robertson, these would have been players that made him want to play basketball because in 2014 he did say it was a, an emotional decision, you know, some emotion behind it. Right. Which I think if a lot of people get down to the nitty gritty of the, a lot of their list, it will be some emotion somewhere behind it. Exactly. But these are clearly players he watched growing up and he idolized because I think Jordan and Carl Malone are the only players. After eight, those are the last players like drafted as right. far as though like in '83. Yeah, right. So I don't think it has nothing to do with him not necessarily. I don't necessarily like to comment about LeBron, you know, leading, but what he did kind of. But you know that was kind of an unnecessary comment. But like, I mean, he asked him. You're right. You're so absolutely right. He didn't. Right. He didn't bring up LeBron. Right. People have to go out their way when someone's not on your list that. Everyone would have on their list to ask you, oh, well, why isn't he on here? No, you're right. So, so my, that's my bad. Yeah, he right. he, he yeah. did. Ask, he was asked the question, so yeah. that's that's true. So he gave an answer, but it's like he went with the guys he knew. Right. Like, you know, he seen Jordan. You know, take what he did to the next level. You could say Elgin Baylor was the first version of Dr. J. Right. Of course, with Larry and. You know, he played against Larry and Magic in the 80s. Those were battles. Right. Um, Carl Malone is Carl Malone. We're not going to – I'm not going to say what he did ever. And then, of course, Kareem is Kareem. Right. It was like, how can you be mad at his opinion on his two – on his first and second team All-NBA, basically? And when you look at the basis of the list, they're asking him – they didn't ask him who's the 10 best, best players player, ever. Right. They're asking him who's your All-NBA team. So that's basically asking him who is your – who were your – favorite players to watch or even compete against like you can take that question and put anything behind it or answer it any type of way we often start off the show with saying hey pick these players in these type of situations and I've gone with KD in some instances I've gone with Allen Iverson I put T-Mac out there Vince Carter like it, you can pick different people for different things and when you asking him who's his all NBA I'm not surprised that he did make a choice with players that he watched and then especially just even I don't even think this is on his mind but just even trying to acknowledge those players like players like Elgin Baylor do get lost now or Jerry West who I often say if his 1-9 record in the NBA Finals was even four and whatever he got three rings he'd be a top ten player ever to a lot of people if Elgin Baylor had two championships he would be in the argument for top ten players so he picked players like you said Elgin Baylor was his favorite player Jerry West I mean he made the game Hollywood Will Chamberlain is is Will Chamberlain and those players could play against anybody at any time anywhere I mean honestly so they asked him who was his all NBA team meaning for you know, and that's how he took the question. Right. He put players that he watched and some players that he competed against. I mean, when everyone answers these questions nowadays, they're going to answer players that they watched also. But what's the shame in picking picking Wilt Chamberlain over Tim Duncan? I mean, what's the shame in <laughs> putting Bill Russell in over Shaq if that's, what, if that's who people want? But the obvious, which nobody wants to allude to, is really just about LeBron and, you know, they gonna make it seem like everyone else is just bringing up LeBron, but it's, that's what really what it's about. Because immediately the man asked him, well, "Why isn't LeBron on your team?" Because this is my team, <laughs> <laughs> right? That should just be the answer for now. This is my team, and it comes on the. Um, I'm going back to it real quick, but I kind of mm-hmm. got a correlation. It comes back 
um, on the heels of Stephen A. putting out his five play, five best his five best players to never win the championship: Dan right. Marino, Barry Bonds, Carmelo, Iverson. Did I name all five? Uh, I think I'm Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley, right? And it's like. Uh, the overreaction to it and people just naming players. I seen somebody name Randy Moss. How do you put Randy Moss over Dan Marino as a player to not win championships? Because he clearly just took players from random sports. Of course, he's gonna have more basketball players. Right. Um, of course, you know Chris Paul being thrown out there. It's like he's not putting nobody except Kobe over Iverson. R.I.P. to Kobe because Iverson is. Like that's not. I'm not gonna say it's his best friend, but as far as the NBA world go and the NBA, how the NBA is, that was his guy in Philly. Like he's not putting anybody over Iverson. Right. So, and either way, Chris Paul's career don't stack up to Allen Iverson's career. I said it right he here live, that. and that's how he could feel about it. Like you could, right. you could answer these questions any type of way. You could, you, especially when you're going with your personal choices. Those are people that he personally watched, and then you look at the numbers that they have. Like how can you? Do deny that any of them can't be on the list like you want Chris Paul on the list over Allen Iverson Iverson went to a finals at least Chris Paul never even made it so I mean if you want to choose Chris Paul that's also fine too Chris Paul's top five in assists all time now right so it's fine to have him on that list but I think the bigger problem is back to the Dr. J to kind of go into this everyone's upset obviously with the super team thing and people I guess because you want to give like LeBron deserves credit for yeah player mobility he did put it in the forefront even right. though player signed you know Shaq was one of the first people that went somewhere else but then of course he got strapped with, with uh you know that changed the rules of the uh the, yeah unrestricted free agency and things like that so that just helped restrict it restrict it so other than that players never really went. Not too many big name players went right. anywhere. So honestly, it typically it typically was no reason for that player to go anywhere. If we want to, I'm not even I, gonna dive deep into that. For no, real, I think that but, is a part a lot of people miss because I know it's like the management versus the player movement. But a lot of those managed like those front offices made sure the players had good players around them. To your point, to or that they point had out. solid role players because I mean, yeah, people people players, yeah. the, the thing that gets annoying the most, and I get back to my point about the movements is like when people try to bring up some of the Cleveland teams that LeBron was on. Obviously, they didn't have a second superstar player. They did have right. a, a they had one superstar and they had an all-star because that's how the league was built right. at the time yeah, other definitely. than the Pistons or whatever. But people just players. put up these players and I, I've gotten to a point now because we've been seeing it for years. It gets kind of annoying because there's no context to it because you don't know the role that Mo Williams played on that team as an all-star player. Did he not show up in the playoffs sometimes? Obviously, he didn't. Or the, the how Daniel Gibson lifted them into the finals. He played a big role for he that team. Big Drew, role in that Drew Gooden was a starter for years on that team. And people throw him out there like, oh, he played with Drew Gooden. Drew Zagoskis was a former all-star and still a solid center. And they did with their team. They won 60-plus games multiple times because of their defense. And uh, uh, in the playoffs, that's when your star players step up the most. And what LeBron wanted to do didn't really work in those situations because he did want to be a player that moved the ball around. But to my point, if I, if I 
pulled up the Spurs teams that won the championship other than Tim other than Tim Duncan and I'll give you David Robinson because we're going to know David Robinson. That first team? Yeah, Those the first team. You're going to be like, if you show them the people, they're going to be like, Mario, Ellie, Sean, Ellie, Avery Jones, who are these people? That's how people will treat them because they are household names. And But they were role players. They played their role. Sean Elliott could shoot the ball. Avery Johnson was a floor general. Mario Elliott did everything. They were important to the team. And then, obviously, you get to the later years. Yeah, you got Manu and you got Tony Parker. But then you look on the team, it's like Kevin Willis's last year. Um, Samaki Walker? Samaki Walker. What's the guy that uh, – Matt Bonner. I don't even think of Bonner. Bonner was a good hoop too, but uh, was it? Did they have Nostavik? Yeah, Rosh. 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 No, they didn't have Rosh. No, they didn't have him. They didn't have him. But they, it, either way, it, it was I get your play, point, Yeah, right. It's, your it's players that you wouldn't know, but Tim Duncan, he elevated, elevated his game. So, you know, that was just the point of LeBron. So back to the thing with him, him moving, I don't know why people try to deny that LeBron started this new era of super teams. Like, it... I, it is what it is at this point. That's what we're in. You know, if you want to give him credit for the player mobility, it's just like him. people want to act like it started when KD went to the Warriors. No, that just was a, a worse version of it. But The best version of but, it. But, yeah, I mean, really. But the it directly started with LeBron, Wade, and uh, Bosch going to Miami. Right. And even before that, they were, they were trying to team up, period. I mean, of course we know about the potential with Melo. That was really nothing. But even before that, Wade and Bosch was already planning to team up and then LeBron and things like that. They so, was going to run it like twos. Right. But the whole p- thing that people got issues with, because Dr. J said oh, about the super teams, and they was like, oh, like they didn't play on super teams. And Dr. J was on the super team. He played with Moses Malone. Mm-hmm. It was Dr. Dr. J, Moses Malone, and Young Barkley. So I don't consider Barkley. So really Really, their best two players was Dr. J and Moses Malone. They had a lot Champion, of well, the they, championship team would have Barkley wouldn't have been on the championship team, but uh, no, he wouldn't have. But that team, they would have had after their stars was Moses Malone and Dr. J. Then you would got Daryl Dawkins, you would have had Mo Cheeks, you would have had um, I'm, I'm missing his name. I I can't think of the team. That's one of my favorite teams at that, but. He was on a team with another star player, but Dr. J went at these other teams. But I guess people issue what they want to know with nowadays is they act like super teams went around because of how the teams were built or whatever. And it's just a difference with players. And even though the teams were built in a certain type of way, when Magic played with Kareem and Worthy, Kareem and Worthy were never the best player in the league at that point. They weren't at that point. I don't think James Worthy was ever the best player in the NBA. Um, not even he has an MVP. MVP. He had an MVP season. He did for sure. And that's no disrespect. To oh no, I wouldn't say it like yeah. that. Like I would oh, just yeah. say, you know, even with the I would just say even with the MVP, nobody had right. James Worthy. Did, people wouldn't even had James Worthy as a top. He would have been a top wing, but nobody was saying James Worthy is the best wing. You had Jordan, Bird, right. Clyde. Like, but but developing and becoming a dominant team like that is just not the same as at the end of the day. Calling your two homies and saying y'all gonna play together. It's cool if that's what y'all want to do, right. but I just think it's not the same. Either way, if people do it, they do it. Um, but I just think people should stop acting like 
LeBron didn't start what like you can't give him praise for the mobility and then try to look around the fact that he started a super team and then he tried to do it again in Cleveland because Kyrie was an all-star um, franchise player Kevin Love was an all-star and then not so much super team in with the Lakers but he definitely didn't want to keep the same players that were on the roster I mean they got Anthony Davis obviously right. so right, yeah, definitely. I just think is how do you prefer your super team built do you prefer management or player movement and it seems that of course the younger generation prefers player movement because they think players should have the right to do what they career which they do and then of course the older generation prefers that the front office do it so it just depends on how you know which you, one you prefer you know the only thing I, I don't like I don't care how they do it honestly obviously it's going to be looked at different when you get drafted because Steve, uh, Steven shout out to Steven from uh, Breaking the Game Off the Ball Network family um, he has a question um, about a super team can can it only be when players sign or can can you draft a super team and I was like I don't think you necessarily can unless you're I know, drafting. That was to your point, me and you were talking about the seven three and nine Golden State Warriors. Team. Right, yeah. Can, unless you're drafting two players for sure, two players that can carry can carry a team like that. They, they can lead them to the finals. At the end of the day, they lost, but KD led the Thunder to the finals. Steph led the Warriors to the finals twice, won one, lost one before KD came, and then you have you draft an All Star player with within. Um, with uh, Clay, Clay, right. So, I, I think that's a tough, a tough question. But so my point, the only thing I don't like, because I don't care if players want to play together. Like I like that KD wanted to play with Kyrie Irving. Um, no, yeah. I like that I that. that Kawhi wanted to play with Paul George. I have a problem when you're saying you're the best player in the league and you want to play with the other player that people saying the best player in the league because I think at some point I would rather see y'all try to compete but that's just a personal thing I don't have a problem with it necessarily but like remember when KD was coming for Yadier and they was like oh he's just going to sign with LeBron like why why, why does KD need to play with LeBron uh, we just had a problem with him he, signing with Steph right and not even that I'm just saying even at the end of the day the game done became so much just about the money and stuff that obviously people are competing, but that is just competitiveness at the end of the day. I get if it's like a family thing or y'all played together previously, but if I'm KD, if I'm looked at as the second best player in the league or the best player in the league, I'm LeBron, I'm looked at as the second best player in the league, best player in the league, I don't necessarily want to play on your team. We can play all-star games. We can we can play pickup. We can work out together. Charity game. Right, but camp. when it's time to play for the NBA Finals, I would rather play against you than play on your team. That's why I always said with with why I didn't think KD would sign with him my opinion for what I thought what he thought about Steph was that Steph wasn't his competition so that's why he didn't mind playing with Steph because the only player he thought he was competing with was uh, LeBron right so that that's what I thought at the time um, right. even with Steph at the time in my opinion would have been a top three player he still yeah he still been top he still three wasn't looking yeah. at even like say even with them putting him out the year before right. he still wasn't like say looking at Steph as a you know his direct competition you right. there but you not like you are not class but you not with us and and not and, and probably because of you looking at size and you looking at matchups yeah. I'm not really about to be guarding, guarding you for uh, real yeah. so I think that plays a role in it too yeah. or whatever so I, I just think that played a part and I prefer like I wouldn't have liked to seeing Michael Jordan play with Magic or I, I, I like the fact like, that Jordan and Magic 
was like, no, I want to play against you. Magic Even was then, like, you're going to have to beat me to say you the best player right. in the league. After two championships at that. Right. MVPs. Right. And that was just on the Olympic right. team at that. But like, so so much stuff about the game nowadays is just about the money and the, the antics brand. and highlights. And, and that's where he even gets lost in the regular season don't matter. And, you know, the, the obviously the regular season has always been long. Pause. Oh. <laughs> it's always been a lot of games. It's been 82 games oh, yeah. for over 80 years now. Oh, Not 80 years, but you know what I'm saying. Oh, God, but God. all the great players always found a way to get themselves up from the game. I just heard KD on his podcast with Draymond say, you know, that that fourth game – or the fifth game in seven nights, it, it, that fourth game is always hard. And then he's like, that that became his favorite game because that's when I know I'm the best because you got to get yourself up for that game to really play. Or you always hear the, the legends of the mind games, Jordan or even Kobe, RP Kobe would play to get themselves up for the game. But nowadays people just like, I don't care. We just got to get to the playoffs or whatever. Let's just make right. it to the playoffs. But they cared about playing in the regular season. And that how they won, I mean, not in Kobe's instance because he didn't win but one but that is how you win MVPs in my opinion too because you're getting up for the regular season because you're trying to be the best you could be every night and it's not just about the playoffs but I want to drop 50 on these fools tonight like I'm, I'm playing who tonight they beat us how many times last year cool let's sweep them this year like right. we only play this West Coast team twice we don't want them to beat us at all Right. you know let's only lose two games at home this season look I, teams probably have those goals that they don't put out there mm-hmm. but I just feel like that's just not the goal no more nobody cares about going undefeated at home we just want to make the playoffs none of this matters until the finals but none of it matters to the finals and that's why them teams get bounced because they're not working on what they need to work on right. during the, during the, during this regular season right. or whatever no, I, yeah. you know I'm definitely one of those people who you know uh, you know go into the regular season matters because it just does it sets from you know training camp from the first day of training camp to the last day of the to the last game of the regular season right. it does set a presence and a mindset and even with Golden State having Steph and KD on one team together they weren't shooting for third place Exactly plays, right. Like they were going for a top two, like not even necessarily top two. Like we gonna be the best team year in and year out, not because of the talent on the roster, but because we gonna go out and win sixty five plus games as well. Exactly, so, and I think that's how that, how that Miami Heat team was, especially the second year. Like, let's go out and win sixty games. Let's shoot. We don't won ten in a row. Let's win twenty in a row. That I think that Heat team, the Heat, the Heatles was really like that. That first championship, you know, they just ain't want to fail again. They was playing right. good basketball. Why they wanted to win, but that the Heatles, they said, "Oh yeah, this this they is our team." Into the Heatles, yeah, this is our team that's gonna go down in the in the history books. This is when they say the top five teams, top ten teams, they gonna mention our team or whatever. And I think the Heatles was like that too. No, I, I definitely agree with that. Um, and that was the last year where LeBron he wanted MVP, he wanted to win Defensive Player of the Year. He he didn't just play; he moved around. He did a lot. So and you all you do bring that a lot up a lot. Yeah. Oh, uh, you brought us some. You, you know, you brought us some stuff that I was going. You know, that I'm glad you brought up because it was going to lead to the next thing I wanted to talk about. Of course, um, you mentioned about you know a team getting swept and not wanting to get swept the next year by the team. Right. Just with stuff like that, and I know you remember this because I remember very well. But those two years, Golden State won the championships. The 2000, well, not won the championship, but was the best team in the West 2015-16 before uh, KD got there. I know KD didn't play a lot that 15 season because he was coming off the uh, foot injury. Yeah, he right. was, you know he was in and out. But I always found those Golden State OKC games to be quite peculiar, kind of strange because 
I don't know if you remember, but I know you remember most games, but OKC, even though they lost every game those two years against Golden State, they led at halftime every game. Right, yeah, because they was a team that had the most talent to match with them and just the factor of having KD, which was the position where they could be, I mean, because you got Clay and Steph in the backcourt, and Harrison Barnes is a respectable player, but at the end of the day, if your matchup is Harrison Barnes versus Kevin, Kevin Durant, that, that's I think Golden State was thinking the same thing as well. <laughs> right. But um, anyway, so it got down to, the, I know a lot of people say that, you know, OKC choked that conference final. More, you know, more people say KD, some people say Russ. I say the whole team did. And I know when they got up 3-1, a lot of people kind of thought the series was over. But even looking at those games, I know outside, you know, just physically, Golden State could match up with them. And Golden State, you know, even said that they were like, you know, OKC was just too big and too tall for them. Well, yeah. Andre Iguodala said that was the best team they played that year. He did say that. And I can say, I know for a fact, and I'm telling the truth of that, even with Golden State down 3-1, because of how those games in the regular season was played, I never thought Golden State was going to lose that conference finals that year against them. And not, like I say, and OKC, I know a lot of people do say OKC was the better team. And, you know, if KD stays in OKC, they run it back year in and year out. I think that's true because Harrison, I think eventually they would have got him because of the Harrison Barnes matchup. Like, there's right. no way you keep compensating for that. I don't care who else is on your team. They was going to eventually figure out how to slow down Clay. Draymond was going to become a little more ineffective every year because having to guard Steven Adams and Ibaka was just going to get tiring for him, especially after Bogey was on his last leg. But, of course, we all know, you know, game six, Clay, even though Steph had 30 that game as well, and Golden State wins in seven. How do you think OKC future turns out if they even just win in six? Right. I I actually picked OKC that year because that was the year they led the league and um uh they had the most fourth quarter gave up the most losses out of the league once quarter. in the fourth quarter yep. or whatever. And I always say it was just because they that was KD's first full year back playing with the new Russell who then led the league in scoring now. So. They were trying to figure a lot of different stuff out then or whatever. So I, I figured that they were going to close out the series. And you could tell um, when they got up 3-1, KD, and he said on Newman's Crazy that he was playing out of his game because trying to, like, just finish him and get it over with. He, he shot, I'm, like, I remember, I think it was game five. It probably been game six. One of those games. But I remember he had like 16 shots in the first half. And this is a dude that'll shoot 16, even in OKC. I mean, he might have averaged about 20 shots a game then, 19 shots a game then. But he'll shoot 19 for the game, which still isn't even a lot for him. He should be taking more. But he, he had 16 in the first half or whatever. In the first quarter, I believe. If not for sure the first half. But I believe he took about 15 shots that first quarter or whatever. And not even just open shots, you know, just trying to force it. That's the most forcing I've ever seen him uh, do in, in the game. And, of course, because you could say who choked it away, when KD's forcing things, you you know Russell, no disrespect to him, but he's not going to make it calmer or whatever. He's not going to make it easier or, like, let's get in this. He's pressing himself too. So I think that team, to answer your question, they were always going to be in position because they had KD and then Russ. I mean, when they were healthy, they were in the conference finals. True. I mean, they made four of them. They they lived there. They went to one finals. Then you trade James. Then uh, I believe Ibaka got hurt. Then no, Russ got hurt. Then KD got hurt. Then Ibaka got hurt. And that, you know, then everyone started moving on. But I think their team, at the end of the day, 
what KD said about why he wanted to play for Golden State, I believe it was truthful because when you look at OKC, they didn't have shooters. And they did go through stretches where if Russ and KD couldn't get a shot, let's just say for, they're off. I mean, motherfuckers <laughs> miss sometimes. Excuse me. <laughs> nah, right. Like, sometimes nah, no you no have facts. an off game. Like, it happens. Facts. You know, I've been averaging 40 the whole playoffs. Third, We both averaging 30. I'm sorry I'm three for... 17 today like that for people to think that people don't have these bad games is just crazy but let's just say they're off they they used to go through so many stretches where they couldn't score and i mean i I don't know how they would have addressed that honestly and that was even an issue uh you know in the finals uh with the team uh that they they uh would go through those stretches and cause Scott was Scott Brooks the coach when they played Golden no, State. Bill Donovan. Bill Donovan was there by then, so new coach obviously. Mm-hmm. But just so speaking of Scott Brooks, his offense used to be so so stagnant, especially and that's easy to defend in the playoffs. They were easy to defend in the playoffs because their offense wasn't that eccentric. They didn't do a lot of different things, a lot of ball movement. Mm-hmm. So no ball movement for real. Not even a lot of pick and rolls. Like I don't really know what they were doing out there. No shooters. Ball to your best, so, to your best two players and watch them go to work. Basically, and it seems like that was Presti's style of building the team. I mean, even if you still look at OKC now, they don't got shooters on their team now, and this is that's what the league is doing is shooting. So he still is building. You know, around players that can go one on one a little more. I mean, even with Chris Paul and Shea last year, he tried to go Russell, Paul, George. So that seems like that's his style of building the team. When so, I guess that's just the main thing is what do they do in those instances? How do you continue to build and add add stuff to complement them? But if KD stays, maybe he's vocal about this is how I want to play or mm-hmm. this is what I think we should do to make the game easier. Because that's just the main thing. At the end of the day, everyone plays with players that's going to make it easier for them. Um, oh, yeah. Who doesn't? Right. right, yeah. Like, you you add, you know, Kobe plays with Derek Fisher, Ronald Tess, Lamar Odom, Powell Gasol, players that play their role to do what you need to do to win a championship. Derek Fisher defending him in the open three. Obviously, you can throw the ball to Gasol and he, he can get a bucket or make a pass. Odom, it's power, power, point forward. I mean, literally back then he's running the offense. He's bringing the right. ball up the court or whatever. You know, you, you have Trevor Reza, Ron Artest going to defend, hit open threes, mm-hmm. and then you still got your other specialty players like Jordan Farmer, Sasha Vujicic, who, you know, people can think what they want in their games, but they play their roles and win championships. So right. Everybody need those, those players. And I don't think OKC had them. And it doesn't, in my opinion, doesn't seem like, it's like Sam Presley's a good GM. He right. knows how to pick the talent. But I don't think he knows how to surround the talent around right. what the talent needs. Right, because even with that team, you know, Andre Robertson was a defender. He was supposed to be a shooter, but he was more defender. He wouldn't, you know. He what, didn't even want to shoot, shoot the ball. Serge Ibaka, the more defender, then catch, they catch, catch, catch and shoot player. Steven Adams, at that point in his career, you're not throwing him the ball at all, any right. anywhere, not even off a of pick and roll. They would have had Katner because KD did play you're right. for one year. Yeah, so they, you they, got they, they had Katner. You're you right. Katner. You're right. But even still, you have to get him the ball down there. Like, exactly. You know, even though. He was the you know one of the better rebounders that year. You know, double right, double. Right. You know, I think he led the league in double doubles off the bench that off year. The, yeah, that sounds right. They didn't have any. 
honestly, he probably would have, him and Serge would have probably been their best catch and shoot players that year. That's probably what's lacking for Sam Presti. Like, now I'm thinking about it, he is good at selecting. All right, this the, is the a, this is a guy like you know yeah. make the trade for Shea because I believe Shea can average can be an All Star type player. Mm-hmm. I draft KD, mm-hmm. draft Westbrook, you draft Harden, draft Ibaka. All right, I'm gonna trade Harden. Let me get Stephen Adams in that mm-hmm. trade or whatever. So he he's been able to find players, but then when you look at the rest of the players on the team, like. Yeah, Andre Robinson was a solid defensive player, but he literally used to be scared to shoot the ball. He went that like they usually literally yell at him shoot the ball. Like come on, Not so um, that that's been so it'd be interesting to see what he does with this team with all the picks that he got and stuff like that. All right, all right. I know Iverson is your favorite player ever. Um, he does of course he doesn't play anymore, so he can't be your current favorite. Well, he could be, but who's your favorite player to watch right now? I'm pretty sure I ask you this like every couple months, but. Just right now, um, who's your favorite player to watch? Other than Kevin Durant, because I prefer, I definitely like to watch Kevin Durant. Um, I definitely like to watch John Morant play. Mm-hmm. Uh, mid-major, mid-major big dog. Right, John Morant, um, how he gets up and down the court, the passes that he makes, kind of how he leads that Memphis team. Definitely like to watch John Morant play. Um, it's easy to just say Kevin Durant or Dame, so I'm not even mentioning them and then Steph. I'm just trying to think of some other players that if I see that they're on, I'm going to watch them play. Um, I said John Morant. Um, I actually really like to watch De'Aaron Fox. Uh, I don't catch too many sac- Sacramento games, but if if when I can, if I see them on, I'm definitely tuning in to De'Aaron. Um De'Aaron gets up and down the court so fast but so smooth. I hope Sacramento, they figure it out and get some talent around him. I think there's some talent there, but they're still missing some things, obviously. But if not, I like De'Aaron Fox on the Lakers. That'd be cool. <laughs> and I, ain't even, I ain't even a Lakers fan. It just seemed like he'd be a good Laker. So I, I just think he'd be a good Laker. Yeah, so don't pay Dennis Schroeder. Go get De'Aaron Fox. That's what I think. But Dennis Schroeder does want to get paid. He want to get paid like the championship level point guard. Hey, if, you want, if you want to pay somebody, go get De'Aaron Fox. I think. Hey, well, you know he's already been signed, signed back to Sacramento though. Hey, there you go. You're already on the contract. You good to go too. <laughs> <laughs> so hey, that's even better. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think, I'm gonna add one more. Play. I, I definitely like to watch Joel Embiid play because it, it, it's cool to see him when he gets the ball. And because the playoff spot today, right? Because well, last night. yeah, last night. Uh, and he says that he feels like he Kevin Durant out there, and I, I I believe him because offensively when he gets the ball, you never really know what he's gonna do. Honestly, like yeah, he, he he'll face up and he might dribble a little bit and then pull up, or yep. he'll face up and then spin real quick and get you get you in the post and spin off his dunk on you. Yeah. So. Joe L&B is definitely uh, an exciting player to watch, um, for sure. I'm not going to lie. One more. Kyrie Irving is fun to watch. Kyrie Irving. Yeah, I think I've appreciated watching Kyrie. This is what I feel about Kyrie this year. Because I'm going to say what I got to say about Kyrie. Because Kyrie, I used to then like the Obviously, he always was a good player. He is who he is. But... Well, I used to well, think he used to over dribble a lot. I said that you do. I don't. I don't think he he gets to his spots a lot better he now. Does. And it's so entertaining to watch that he doesn't like every once in a while. He obviously he's an entertainer, so he does get in his bag every once in a while. I'm not saying he doesn't over dribble anymore, but Kyrie has definitely done a great job of just being able to 
get his move and get to his spot and raise up and sh- like he raises up like he's six eight, like so. I right. he's definitely been in his Kobe bag since since uh, Kobe has passed R.I.P. Kobe, but. I definitely, I definitely appreciate how he gets to his spots and just raises up. It, it's like he, and it's not just the dribbling, the the pivots yeah. nowadays, mm-hmm. the post moves and everything. So, Killing them in the post right yeah. now. Yeah. Seen the hook shot he shot? Like, right, yeah. <laughs> he used to be shooting hook like, shots. Le- le- the left hand Off shot the that he take. Over yeah, Chris Paul, that was crazy. Yeah, Kyrie is uh, definitely a fun player to watch. But to your point, of course, I dropped the Kyrie appreciation post on Twitter the other, uh, yesterday. I want to talk about him as a basketball player, but Kyrie Irving does play. I think Kyrie Irving is in that class of players that play basketball how it's supposed to be played, even though, like I say, sometimes he does over-dribble. But if you're saying, okay, this is a one-on-one player, he knows how to create on his own. He play makes for himself. Kyrie will be at the top of that. Like, if you say, oh, this, you know, Kevin Durant, who I think who you, I think you've said it a couple times, not maybe not on the show, but I know you said it in real life that Kevin Durant is what the evolution of basketball is supposed to be. He can dribble, shoot, he's tall, he's fast, he's strong for his size. Like he he's you know he's what basketball is supposed to be. Steph Curry, as far as being a selfless selfless player and the way he shoots the ball off the dribble, off the catch, off the move, like LeBron, his all around game and his IQ, like they're in that class of these are the best of the best at what they do. And if you imagine a player, you could create a player. You would create them like that. And to your point about Kyrie, not only does he get to his spot for his own shots quicker, but how he sets up his teammates off the dribble as well. Like, Joe Harris is a big benefactor off of some of those Kyrie crossovers mm-hmm. to, you know, spot-up jump shots, which is why he gets to shoot almost 50% from the three this year. And even the way – I think it doesn't get mentioned enough, but I think even the way – because how, you know, seeing the Boston, but Kyrie is even – I think he's even a good leader, especially for the younger players on Brooklyn. Right. Like – you know Tyler Johnson, Bruce Brown, these players who, in any other situation, they had more players off the bench. They would be throwaway players, honestly. Right. But he makes sure those players stay involved when he's on the court with them. When he's off the court on the bench, you know he he's one of those players. He also coaches his players up, even though it doesn't get mentioned because people have a you know perceived notion about Kyrie and who he is or how you know how, who he is as a player. Right. But Kyrie is definitely one of the better players in the league. I know you don't agree that he's the most skilled player in the league. I'm pretty got Kevin Durant as that. Right. But yeah, no. Kyrie Irving is definitely one of the more skilled players in the league. I would go top five in my personal opinion. I'm not gonna give a list right now because I ain't got top people on the internet be mad at me either. But Kyrie is definitely a top five skilled player in the league. Yeah, top five is e- is easy. Yeah, definitely. Cause you gotta go with everything in that his footwork, uh, his his ball handling. You know his the the pivots. I think he's a much better playmaker than he gets credit for, especially uh, this year. Maybe it's some effect of being around Steve Nash, um, just because it's some people that average more assists that I don't think are as good as playmakers as he is. So uh, Kyrie's having a great season. I think what he's having twenty seven and like six this year. Yeah, I'm five on, something on, like on, that. Right on almost ninety fifty forty. Right so. Right, just, yeah, yeah, 26 and 6.5, 6.4 says 27. Kyrie, 26.9. Dang, so Kyrie's basically having 27, 5, and 6. That's crazy. Oh, 90, 50, 40. Him and Steph like, are probably the only guards that's doing that. Yeah, easily. For sure. But um, shout out to Kyrie again. Him and his ball, you know, him and his dribbling wizardry. Where do you think Kyrie is going to go down at as a, you know, all-time point guard? 
Because I still got him as a point guard. I don't care. Yeah. I think he's going to just now, since he is playing, the, well, he's back at the points and James is hurt, but more time at the two. They're just going to look at him more so as a guard. I think the key is how many more championships he can win, though. Um, That's fair. But he's definitely going to go down as one of the best players, easily Hall of Famer. And they got a chance to win one, maybe two championships. So he already got one and one of the, the biggest shot in the NBA Finals history to some people. Yeah. So a couple more solo accolades on there. You know, he can go down in the top ten maybe. Right. But other than that, top ten uh, point guards possibly. Yeah. 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 Top, yeah. Oh my bad. Yeah. Top ten point top guards. 10 point guards. Top ten po- point guards. Possibly. Not, I mean, not players, but just I mean, just point guards. When you think about his career, he's gonna get up there. With, with his, his numbers are gonna get high. Mm-hmm. He's gonna be on some top ten lists. Mm-hmm. I mean, it depends on how long he want to play. Cause Kyrie, the type, he can win the next two championships, then retire, which would be cool. That's what he want to do. All right. But so it depends on how long he want to play. Which I mean, that's not gonna stop him from going to the Hall of Fame. I'm just saying, as far as how far up those lists he want, he goes. He want to be. Yeah, right. that's up to him. Yeah, definitely. Um, other than that, oh, yeah. No, that was not. Nah, oh, cool. Uh, but, oh, my bad. Before we get out of here, I know we're a basketball show, but how do you feel about Aaron Rodgers, the news about Aaron Rodgers saying he's done with the Green Bay Packers organization? I'm not surprised. I mean, like you say, we, we're not a football show. I didn't even watch a single ounce of NFL football last year, not even the Super Bowl. Um, yeah, I didn't watch none. Not even on purpose either. I just kind of didn't watch it. But I do know that the Packers drafted a quarterback in the first round last year. Um, after going years of not drafting a single skill player for him. And I know, yeah, he's had some respectable players around him. But at the end of the day, the Packers have never fully built that team up to be around they were always lacking at some area and he kind of ca- just carried them so I'm not surprised though that he's, he, that he's wanting to go because he's he, at the end of the day he he knows he's getting older he knows he knows that he's only been to one Super Bowl he knows that he feels like he's one of the best quarterbacks ever and he wants to not even it's not even just about winning the Super Bowl the you just want to go like alright All right, I lost that's even like what KD said about you know going Going, he said he didn't even care about winning the championship. It's just knowing I got a chance at a run, and that's all what people really care about. Honestly, like I know Jerry West probably wishes he won, not wishes, but yeah, he probably wants to have won more than one championship. But to go to ten finals, you know, to just have a chance to be there, I think is what matters the most to a lot of players across sports. I seen somebody uh, get a joke off on Twitter about Aaron Rodgers. They say. He th- if he ain't talking to his mom, what make the Packers think he finna talk to them? <laughs> yeah, that's a fact, though. <laughs> I see somebody say, "How you go?" I see somebody say, "Um, how you gonna hate the most famous person in your family?" <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. But that's other, a fact, also. Nah, but other than that, you got anything else for him on this episode? Uh no, nah, that's it. Other than that, shout out to all the listeners out there as always. Uh, you know, you can catch us outside of the pod because, you know, we're everywhere podcasts are available. Um, 
and then we're going to have more episodes that we're cranking out for everybody. So it's always cool to get back to the Hoopers pod. But for other platforms, shout out to the Off the Ball Network. You can catch us every Friday morning on the Off the Ball Network Facebook page and on our YouTube page. Go ahead and like and subscribe. To you. Can you like the YouTube page? I don't know, but you can definitely subscribe, subscribe to, to it. it. So go ahead and subscribe to the YouTube page. Search the Hoopers pod every Friday, 9 a.m. Catch us for the Hoopers morning run. Also on our Twitter page. Oh, yeah, it's definitely on the Twitter. Yep, it's on the Twitter page too. You can watch live there. Go ahead and catch up with uh, weeks worth of you know what's going on in the NBA. Checking out the weekend, Hoopers Morning Run at 9 a.m. Off the Ball Network. Shout out to everybody over there. Shout out to the president, Chris LeBron, vice president, Mo, vice president, Jeff. Shout out to everybody. Shout out to Jelani too. Um, But then you can catch us every Monday and Friday also at 8 p.m. On the on not off the ball network, excuse me, but on nothing but net radio. That's what you gotta do. Go in your app store, Google Play, wherever you get your apps from. Download the Dash Radio app. Like, don't just look at it. Like the Nothing But Net channel because there's other dope shows on there also. But every Monday and Friday, we're on the Nothing But Net radio station at 8 p.m. Giving you uh, the game, wrapping up the weekend. Maybe looking forward to the to the to the week. Um, just all NBA news but of course you can find us in where podcasts are available Apple Podcasts Spotify Google we on iHeartRadio we're on Pandora um, just search the Hoopers Pod we get, look, we're everywhere literally you can go to Google and type in the Hoopers Pod alright and shout out to the Phoenix Sun for clinching a playoff spot for the first time since 2006 no, it's no, not like 2011. Yeah, so right now, right. <laughs> so right now, four teams have clinched. I know we're gonna get out of here. I just want to say this real quick. But four teams have clinched so far: the yeah. Utah Jazz, who beat down the Kings last night. No By Donovan Mitchell. Uh, worst loss in Kings history. The Phoenix Sun, the Brooklyn Nets, and your Philadelphia 76ers have all clinched playoff spots. That's dope. But you know the names. I'm John W. It's Fresh X. And this was the Hoopers Pod. Player players.